Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Happy Happy 2022. Happy 2022. That's so crazy. I know. Can you imagine that? We were talking about that a little while ago. I remember like writing papers and it was like 19. I don't want to date myself, but like 1980. And we're like 2000 seemed like such a far you know, away time. And here we are. 2022. I know. That's crazy. But I'm so excited. You know, 2021 and 2020, they were tough years, but lots of personal growth. So I'm really looking forward to stepping into 2022 with a new perspective. Yeah, and we got a lot of things going on for 2022. We are expanding a little bit. We're going to be launching our own website soon. Yes. Um, the podcast, thank you for you uh, your support. Everyone that's been supporting the podcast that, you know, listens to us frequently, we're climbing the charts ever so uh, rapidly here. So, you know, a lot of great things coming for us in 2022. And to all our listeners, we look forward to providing you more content. And, you know, uh, hopefully we'll, you know, be doing a retreat soon, too. Hopefully after everything clears up and every, you know, it becomes a little bit more easier on everyone to gather We'd love to do a, a retreat, you know, and have the In It Together family. Yes, kind of come I was together. just going to mention that I wanted to do a special shout out and thanks to our In It Together family um, through Patreon. You guys are amazing. And thank you for your continued support. It really means the world to us. And we just look forward to continuing making great content and healing together. Yeah, absolutely. And for our executive producers, our monthly calls have been going great. We got a lot of good feedback from that. And hopefully that grows that becomes a bigger community. So we look forward to that as well. Yes, absolutely. So great things. And here we are. I know. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about emotional boundaries. Now, some months ago, we did an episode on healthy boundaries. But there's a difference between that episode and what we're going to talk about today. So that episode, we really focused on setting boundaries when we've been hurt by someone or when someone else's behavior towards us triggers us and how we can put boundaries in place to provide a level of emotional and physical safety, right? So it's just a way to protect yourself from toxic people. Today's, though, is different. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone that hasn't heard that, I we recommend you go back and listen to that podcast about setting up healthy boundaries. We all need healthy boundaries to protect ourselves. But we're going to like expand on that on that a little bit because this is emotional boundaries. Right. So that's a, it's a little different. So why don't you go into specific what are emotional boundaries? So emotional boundaries are different because they really teach us how to separate our feelings from the feelings of another person, right? So I like to refer to these as the rules of engagement. You know what I mean? And this is really important because if your own feelings are getting mixed up into somebody else's feelings, it becomes one big cluster mess. And it's really hard to kind of take a step back from that. And that's sometimes referred to as emotional enmeshment, which we do talk about in the other Healthy Boundaries episode. Yeah, we definitely did bring that up, the enmeshment part. I think it was, uh, we also talked about enmeshment like in our relationship series as well. So enmeshment, of course, is, so that's more when you take in someone's emotions and they become yours so you don't you're you're kind of sharing emotions together opposed to having your own emotions so the enmeshment of course is something that we we talked about in the 
relationship series and then in the boundaries podcast as well. Exactly. It's like a, a highly shared emotional experience, except the other person really doesn't know what they experienced because the experience becomes that of the other person. And so it's it's really hard to enjoy a situation or grow from a situation or learn something when you're not seeing it from your own perspective or feeling it from your own perspective. So these emotional boundaries that we're talking about here are a way to stop that enmeshment or stop that process of getting enmeshed. And that's what we're going to really key in on in this one. Exactly. It, we're going to talk about it. It helps us learn how we want to be spoken to and how we want to speak to other people. Emotional boundaries are how we want to share with somebody else and what we're willing to share. You know, when you're, and I can say this, when you're first starting to heal from trauma, you will, some people will tell their story to anybody that will listen because they got poor emotional boundaries. And that's because that person never felt seen or heard. I am so guilty of this. I was such an open book. There's one thing to be an open book with protected chapters. And then there's one book without a cover. That's just like, yep, yeah, this is who I am. And so learning emotional boundaries also protect you. Because emotional boundaries teach us that not everybody is going to respect or own your experience the same way that you would. And because you're not healed, it feels like they're kicking your experience to the side. And that is going to trigger you. So learning emotional boundaries helps you to recognize that not everybody's in a place to hear your story or can hold it in such a high standard as you do. And so it's really important that we learn that we can't be vulnerable with everyone. And emotional boundaries protect that. Just like as you said, not everyone is at the level of being able to empathetically relate to what we're telling them. So it's not so much that they are purposely trying to hurt us, but sometimes not understanding where we're coming from, not understanding the experience or the trauma that we're trying to relay can open that door for someone to hurt us intentionally or unintentionally. Exactly. And here's the thing. I really like this analogy. Okay. I'm a big analogy person. God, everybody who's been following me knows this. this is how I learn. Okay. So not everybody will understand emotional boundaries, but here's the way. Can you remember being in your social studies class? You know, you're in your social studies class. I remember my teacher's name, you know, bringing down the map and showing us different continents and then showing us countries within countries. And we all knew that there were boundaries, that there were borders, that if you crossed over this one and went here, that you are now in a new location. Those lines that you see in a map aren't there in real life, but we know we know boundaries. We know that if we cross one state to the next, there's not a line there. There's a sign, but we get that. It's the same principle with emotional boundaries. It's that people play stupid and they don't understand that. Well, if they can't see it, it doesn't exist. That's not true. And that's false. You don't have to see a boundary to respect one, to know that there is a fine line that you're crossing. And that fine line can take something from being disrespectful to semi-disrespectful, to respectful. And learning that only comes when we can practice the emotional boundaries within ourselves first. Yeah, it's definitely a good analogy because just like borders, you know, people do push those borders, right? So other countries do tend from time to time to invade other countries. So again, these borders are are, are on the map. They're, they don't exist in the physical world, but everyone understands that, you know, these borders are there and that they are there to separate different countries from each, uh, each other and and they work the same way with our emotions and our and our feelings and allowing others to come into those spots. Exactly. And what I want to say just to kind of follow up is that a lot of people will say, "Oh, boundaries are divisive." You know, it's boundaries are problematic. Boundaries pull people apart. 
a toxic person will say that because I remember someone coming into my life. It was like, look, boundaries aren't divisive. The reason behind the boundary is the divisive part of it. And people get it twisted. Toxic people will say that all the time. Oh, you're setting a boundary. You're just trying to push me out of your life. How is that supposed to help this relationship? No, I'm not setting a boundary to try to push you out of my life. I'm setting a boundary because you have too much play in my life and that your behavior is divisive. We wouldn't need this boundary. Could you respect me in the first place? So I think it's really important that you talked about the borders and you talked about people sometimes pushing those boundaries. Oftentimes you're going to hear that. Once you start putting boundaries in place, understand that the very people who have problems with boundaries are the very people who benefited from you not having them in the first place. And knowing that is going to help you understand who's a toxic person and who isn't. So I think that was a really good way to explain that. No, it was a good analogy, but we want to, we kind of digress a little bit in terms of like, that's what boundaries are, right? Boundaries are, we know, once you know your triggers and once you know the things that negatively impact your life, then you set those boundaries to make sure that, you know, people that have done that to you before or that could potentially do that to you, right? You set those boundaries to protect yourself. So emotional boundaries are a little different, of course, because these are, they're not triggers per se, Right. So how they these differ is these are these are boundaries for ourselves opposed to the boundaries that you set for other people. These are boundaries that you set for yourself. So you understand where your border is so you can't so you don't actively cross or give permission to other people to come in and then leave yourself vulnerable to, you know, attack, I guess. Exactly. I think you, that, that's really good. You, you put that in, into perspective. And so now that you bring that up, I think it's really good that we kind of go into what are some common signs that you need some emotional boundaries? Like we need to start setting some emotional boundaries. And one of the biggest signs that you can see that says, oh boy, I need emotional boundaries is feeling chronically taken advantage of in situations emotionally. If you constantly feel like your emotions or your psychological needs are constantly manipulated or you feel like you're taken advantage of, that is a sign that I don't have emotional boundaries. You know, that's something that you really need to work on. And the other thing is, is saying yes when you want to say no. You know, oftentimes we just say yes because, oh, that's the right thing to do. But that's not an emotional boundary for ourselves because we'll overextend ourselves. You know, constantly feeling overextended and constantly feeling like you have to do for other people means you don't have emotional boundaries. You know, your needs, your psychological needs, your emotional needs aren't being met. And so that's really important that you're like, crap, if that's going on in my life, I know I need to put some boundaries in place. And as you've said before, this all stems from trauma, right? Because when we're not validated, like our emotions aren't validated the way they they should be, it's easy for us to start crossing those lines and not, or not knowing that we have to have these lines to protect ourselves. Exactly. And so this kind of kind of moves into this other part where another sign that you're like, okay, I need some emotional boundaries is letting other people's feelings dictate your feelings. That is the hardest thing for me, you know, is when someone you care about or I care about is feeling a certain way and then I'm somehow, you know, involved in that and then I'm allowing their feelings to dictate how I should feel in a certain circumstance. You know, that's a sign that, hey, oops, time to put some emotional boundaries in place. And remember, emotional boundaries are permeable. They're changeable and they shift depending on the person that you're dealing with. And when we lack self-awareness, sometimes we let those emotional boundaries go. So it's really important to look at these signs because they'll remind you that it's time. 
that's a good sign that we are starting to become enmeshed. And that, again, is, is can be detrimental to a relationship. And we've, you know, we, we ha- we've had this before in our relationship, right, where you and, and it's funny that we've had this conversation, you know, several months ago. You know, you you know when I'm in my time, right, like when I'm either going into an emotional cycle or, you know, my depressive state or whatever, something has affected me. And then you're you're triggered by that because you know you you feel where I am, right? And then you're kind of walking on eggshells around me because you feel like, oh, he's in a bad place right now. So I need to be careful how I interact with him because I don't want to set him off. And that triggers me even further because that that's not what how I want you to be. You know, I want you to just be aware and focused on yourself and focused on your, you know, your energy and where you are, because that's going to help me ultimately, right? Get me out of my funk. And the the reverse happens as well. Not so much because I'm, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm a lot more introspective and I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out where I am. And that takes up all of my energy where you're constantly trying to look where I am and where in relationship to everyone else. And that's where that enmeshment can come into play and that's when things can can go sideways. And as an intuitive empath, that's part of the problem, too, is because that's how I make myself feel better, because I intuitively feel things differently. Like you're an empath, but you're an emotional empath. I'm an intuitive empath, so it's different. So I feel things a certain way. So then I try to control what's going on in the outside and act a certain way so it feels better inside of me. And it's learning to kind of disconnect from that. I'm just kind of realizing these things about myself and going through my own healing journey. And it's been a challenge. But I know that once I can do that, that in of itself, I'll start to feel better. So I'm working hard on that. And I'm, you know, I'm going to get there. And that goes into my next point here, right? So my next point is, is engaging in people pleasing behavior in order to be more liked and receive approval. That is a sign that you don't have emotional boundaries. Because first of all, if you need to constantly please so someone likes you, they're not the right person to be in your life because that's just an unrealistic goal. Yeah, absolutely. You should be yourself. If you're with the right partner, that's what that partner is going to want for you. They're going to want you to be happy, right? But understanding that I can't make you happy, you have to find happiness on your own as I do, right? I have to find my own happiness and then we can share that happiness together. That's where you want to get to. Exactly. And this is this leads into the, to the next point, right? You know you need emotional boundaries when you do whatever you want to get your needs met, believing that limits don't apply to you. You know what you want, how you're going to get it, and you're going to get it, and you don't care. That's not emotional boundary because you're not respecting yourself either in those circumstances because you may do something that you wouldn't authentically do on another day because that's not who you are. But your needs are driving you to do something versus you assessing your needs and saying, okay, this is what I feel like I need right now. These are my emotional boundaries towards what I'm willing to do to get them done. And first, seeing if I can accomplish this for myself. You know, that's a huge sign that you need to work on emotional boundaries. And that comes with also blaming others for your problems. When you blame other people for your problems, it's because you, you said this, you did that. Well, if you didn't say it like that, I wouldn't have acted that way. If you didn't want me to act that way, you shouldn't have done that. Emotional boundaries. Man, I got to work on my emotional boundaries. Yeah, I'm sitting over here like, oh, man, I got some red checks I got to work on. (laughs) So, you know, just the last couple things that you want to look at is one of the other things is the fear of being rejected or abandoned. 
right? So it leaves you accepting less than what you deserve. So the, here's another sign that you need that you you need to work on some emotional boundaries. You are so fearful that someone is going to leave you that you then just accept less than what you deserve because at least you'll keep them in your life. Who is whoever is listening to this right now? If this is you, you are worth more than that. And if someone is going to leave you because they can't meet your standards, it doesn't mean that your standards are wrong. It just means that they're not the person to fulfill them. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. And you need to understand that if you don't ask for what you believe that you are, you will get nothing but the bare minimum. And then you will be left feeling taken advantage of. And that's no one else's fault but your own because you don't have the emotional boundaries to say, well, wait a minute. I'm not going to accept less. So that is a sign. That is a sign that you need to work on that. And so what we were just kind of talking about were all the little signs that you have or that may or may present in your life or someone else's life that says, we need, we need some emotional boundaries here. Yeah. And just to recap, like we said, right? So boundaries are the limitations or the the things we set for others to protect us from others. And then emotional boundaries are the limits that we set for ourselves so we don't overextend ourselves. So. So I think this is a great point to pause for our quick message. And then when we get back, we'll talk about the tips and tricks we have on setting these emotional boundaries and helping to develop protective measures to protect ourselves. So stay with us. We'll be right back. We always hear how much the podcast has positively impacted all of you. So now here's an opportunity to help us continue making content. And we've made it simple by partnering with Patreon. You can find the link in the episode description. For your subscription, we've added additional bonus incentives, which include a newsletter, access to the In It Together Patreon group, and special access to upcoming private episodes with Jay. For our top subscribers, you'll even get monthly access to Jay and I via Zoom. We're grateful for your support, and don't forget to keep sharing the podcast with everyone you know. Together, we can help grow the In It Together family. Now back to the podcast. So we've been talking about emotional boundaries and we're going to go into how to set these and what they should be and how to set them up. So let's get right into it. First step here is you need to know where your violations are so you can hone into them. What are the things that happen all the time that you feel violated with? You know, so maybe it's when someone talks about something around you that you've told them before. I don't like talking about that. It's something that's none of your business. You know, whatever. It's a violation. You need to sit there and spend some time and write out, what are my list of violations? What are the things that make me feel vulnerable, make me feel rejected, make me feel not good enough, make me feel taken advantage of? Write those things down. If you don't know your violations, you can't set up emotional boundaries to protect yourself from being violated in the first place. This is really, really, really important that you start there because when you use your personal values as a guide, for an example, if you highly value family time, right, then you're going to decide during family time that you're not going to answer your phone. But if you don't realize that one of your violations is that, then you're not going to be able to put that in place to then respect your time between work life or home life balance. So here's another one, right? So let's say you, you really value self-care then you won't work or scroll or go on social media or do anything during your self-care time. And this happens a lot, but you don't have an emotional boundary for it because you don't realize that one of your violations is you feel taken advantage of. Well, guess what? If you don't have an emotional boundary around your self-care, then you are taking advantage of yourself. You're violating yourself because you don't even realize that that's a violation. You know what I mean? So it's really important that you get to understand yourself, spend time knowing yourself, you know, take the time to write out a list of all your values. What things mean to you? What means the most to you? What are your beliefs about work, play, 
and friendship. Know these things because if you have your values, your values are your core and violations towards them will require some form of an emotional boundary. You know, for an example, if you have someone in your family that suffers from mental health, one of your violations might be someone making fun of them or a family member, you know, picking on them. And that really triggers you. Having an emotional boundary that says, when someone does this or says this to so-and-so, this is going to be my response and this is how I'm going to protect my feelings around this, then you already know how you're going to show up and how you're going to handle that. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to be triggered because you don't have an emotional boundary to protect yourself. Yeah, and that's good practice for a lot of different things, right? When you have these scenarios in place or you have these boundaries in place, it's important not only to set the boundaries, but to understand, okay, if I'm put in that situation, how am I going to deal with it effectively and efficiently so I'm, I don't get overly triggered or, you know, in best case scenarios, triggered at all? Exactly. And it's really important that as you're doing this work that you understand that different relationships require different boundaries, you know, emotional boundaries. So work may have tighter boundaries when it comes to use of personal time and space and items. And you need to evaluate this. Like at home, you may be totally cool if someone sits at your desk and plays around because of your kids. But at work, it's like, get your grimy ass out of my seat. I don't even want your energy over there. It's a violation. And I can remember this. I can remember seeing someone sitting at my desk when I was a counselor or whatever and going over and using my pens. That would... Mm, that would drive me insane. But I didn't realize that one of my emotional boundaries was my stuff, my property, ask permission before you used it. And it was simple. And so I remember putting up a nice little printed thing on my desk that said, please don't use my property without permission. And I remember I got made fun of for that, but it was something I had to do. Yeah, I'm sure that went over well with all your uh, coworkers, right? Oh, it did. It, it went over really well to the point where, do you know why, you know how you have a key to like lock your desk? I would be locking up my expensive pens because they would go missing. So I left the block, the bloody big ones out on the table that they could use. But you know what? I felt good. I didn't care what people thought about me. It was my space, my desk that I cleaned and that I sanitized because that's how I was. I liked my desk to look a certain way. And do you know that I had the clickiest keyboard? I'm sorry. I have to tell the story. And someone ended up taking that keyboard and I found it at their cubicle. I went and took it back. My stuff. It was an emotional thing that I had. And you know what? I kept to it. And, you know, people laugh at it, but I wasn't triggered no more because I protected my stuff. Okay, so let me go into this other. This is, I don't know if this is a trick. It's more of just kind of like a keynote is that boundaries, especially emotional boundaries, trial and error. Okay, so as we start, we must be willing to understand that they're going to change and that they will change. And that's the problem is that most people don't give themselves permission. So you set an emotional boundary. And you recognize that, okay, well, this doesn't seem to be working for me. You change that emotional boundary and someone else has a problem with it and says, well, last week I could do this. And now this week I can't. You need to be able to give yourself permission to shift and change. And these comes with emotional boundaries until you can find, you know, like we talked about like the, the Goldilocks effect. You have to figure out what really works for you and what sits well for you, what's just right. And it's okay to communicate to people to say, you know, this is my boundary. And when they say, oh, well, why is it changing? You can say, because I'm, I'm changing my boundaries to suit my needs. That is it. And that is all. And knowing that emotional boundaries are going to shift depending on the people you're interacting with and how long you've known them and Maybe they've done something recently that's made you think differently of them. And so you're like, whoa, I'm going to need a different type of emotional boundary with this person. That is okay. You have to give yourself that permission so that you don't get gaslit into thinking that you're the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So people should respect our boundaries as we should respect other people's boundaries. And that's important, too, because 
um, you know, the, that happens in the workplace very often, right? Where you set a boundary and then another coworker sets a boundary and then, you know, you feel like you've been slighted. And, you know, you have to be able to understand if you're placing a boundary and someone else is placing a boundary on you or or, or vice versa, you need to be able to accept that and respect that. And I just want to say that there is a huge difference between boundaries and walls. Sometimes people put walls up because they know that you know them better than they know themselves. And so they put a wall up to push you out of their life and then they claim it's a boundary. You'll know the difference because they'll stop talking to you. They'll treat you different. They'll be very surface level. They'll mock you. They'll make you think that you're the issue when you're not. Someone who's just setting a boundary is going to communicate that boundary to you. Walls aren't communicated. They're just built. Boundaries are communicated because they're permeable. Okay. So they'll say something like, hey, I don't want to talk anymore about this. It's just something that's um, I'm working through. So I would respect if we didn't talk about that anymore. Letting you know it's not you. It's just my boundary. Okay, cool. If you don't communicate your boundaries to someone or why you're changing your behavior with them, that other person is going to be triggered if they care about you. They're going to be like, what the hell did I do? Why aren't you talking to me anymore? And it's going to make that person feel anxious. It's going to make that person feel discarded and abandoned. So you got to be responsible with your emotional boundaries. Hey, listen, I please don't text me after nine o'clock at night. You always want to talk about stuff and I really value, but that's my time and I'm exhausted. If you all of a sudden stop texting someone that used to text all the time, they're going to think that they've done something wrong unless you communicate it to them. You know, and understanding that if you don't communicate your boundaries, that other person is not going to know them. You know, I think that that's really important to say and that, you know, an emotional boundary has to have a consequence. If there's no consequence for an emotional boundary, that person's going to keep doing it. So if you say something like, if you don't stop texting me after nine, because that's my personal care, then I don't know. Like if you just say, don't do that, they're going to do that. But if you say, look, I'd appreciate it if you didn't text me past nine, I work second shift or whatever it is. And I need my time to myself. And if you continue to do that, I'm just going to shut off notifications from you and I won't be able to answer. Like it's an appropriate consequence for that. And then that person says, oh dear, but you have to follow through, you know, boundaries and practicing boundaries Practice makes patience with boundaries, not perfection. It's just patience. Yeah, in the workplace in particular, I I can I know uh, several boundaries that I'm sure people don't haven't uh, established, which should you know. And one of the things is religion and politics, right? This is something that's very divisive in our country right now. So setting those emotional boundaries and saying, you know, again, if you work with a very a, a lot of like minded people, maybe you. you are free to have these discussions. But if you're in a situation where it's unfortunate that we've gotten to the place where we view our fellow Americans as enemies because they have a different political view or different religious view than us, we need to, I'd hope that we start moving away from that and understand getting back to a point where you might have a different opinion about something than I do, but we can still be amicable and we can still be good coworkers as long as we have these boundaries in place that, you know, these are the these are things that trigger me and I'd much rather not discuss this in this environment. Yeah, and that's perfect. And, you know, some people may not like it. Oh, you're just saying that because blah, blah, blah. Those are the people that don't respect a boundary. The best way to identify a toxic person is to set a boundary, especially emotional boundary. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, you just don't want to talk about that because you don't have anything important to say. No, I don't want to talk about that because this isn't the place to facilitate a conversation like that. And I really don't want to go down that path. Clearly, you're someone I wouldn't want to have this conversation with. You know what I mean? It's having a clap back. Like that's just exactly what it is. But if someone says to you, 
oh, okay, well, I totally get that. That's someone you might want to go out to coffee with and have a conversation with because they respected your boundary up front. Again, boundaries are permeable because you get to assess who, like you could have one coworker that don't talk to me about nothing. Like this person is just, and then you can have the other person that you're over there like sharing your open book with. And that's okay. You don't have to apply every boundary to every person. You just need to know who to be vulnerable with. So those were my top tips and tricks when you start thinking about boundaries, when you start thinking about, you know, the violations and understanding what they are and using your morals as your guide and understanding the rules of engagement. That's going to help you kind of understand like where you stand within yourself. You know, so hopefully, you know, you guys are sitting here and you're thinking like, okay, Well, I got some work to do on my emotional boundaries. We all do. I mean, even after doing this podcast, I'm like, ooh, red flag for me. I got to work on those a couple things and that's okay. Yeah. And and just to jump in a little bit on on what you just said in terms of like picking and choosing like who you have emotional boundaries. I don't think that's, you know, you got to be really careful with that because, again, if you're basing your emotional boundaries on your values, then they should apply to everyone. But again, some people will respect them better than others. So the people that respect those boundaries, you know, you can bring in a little bit closer. And the people that obviously are not respecting those boundaries, those are the people that you, you know, hold them as at arm's length as much as possible. So again, it's not about picking and choosing. It's about really establishing the emotional boundary and then allowing people that respect it to have a, a, a bigger relationship with you than those that are obviously aren't are disrespecting those emotional boundaries which a lot of the times are those toxic people that we want to keep away anyway exactly so the whole point of emotional boundaries isn't just to keep toxic people out of your life it's to keep you happy balanced safe you know feeling like your cycle psychological and emotional needs are being met so great job kind of solidifying that and pulling that out awesome So with that, I think we're going to end it here. I think we hopefully you guys got a lot of information out of this. Make sure to let us know if you have any questions, any clarifications. As we said, 2022, we're looking forward to doing a lot of uh, awesome things. So be on the lookout for those and stay with us for our next podcast. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys. So make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together. So stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.